popcorn ready. I'm here, so I won't get fined. It's about the stupid, I gotta say, it's the stupidest thing in sports. No! What? Get your big butt out of here! What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Fantasy Guides podcast brought to you by ShopFantasyGuides.com. I'm former player and current Debbie analyst Jesse Preston, and I am joined tonight by the owner and operator of Fantasy Guides, Stephen Rippey. And unfortunately, Casey is on vacation again, but he did, he left me a message, Stephen, an important message. That's right! We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? We've got to keep our composure. We've come too far. There's too much to lose. We've got to keep our composure. So he, he wanted like me him. to play that. Yeah, it was. I think that was him. I don't know what he was hitting a metal chair against there, maybe a locker. Um, but yeah. he said, he said, he said I should take on the soundboard duties, try and play a, a few more drops in his honor. Yeah. And uh, and also we do have a special guest tonight. We have decided to bring on fellow Fantasy Guides contributor Andrew Toysher. Andrew, how are you doing tonight? Fan freaking tastic, Jesse. How are you? Good. Uh, how about them Colts, man? They're back. All right. So I brought the Colts jersey for all to see. It is back. Jonathan Taylor season is here. Uh, we will be winning the Super Bowl. No question. No other questions to be asked there. Where were you to keep me in check last week when I was saying to trade him away? Uh, <laughs> you, didn't, you, didn't t- you weren't. You weren't saying all this stuff uh, this the week leading up to Sunday. <laughs> you know, I plead the fifth. We'll get. Forget about that. We're good. We're good. It's going forward. <laughs> Playoff season, well, and, yeah. Well, and, hey, we're we're glad to have Andrew. He does a lot of stuff behind the scenes for fantasy guides. He's like my Swiss Army knife of research, writing, anything you ask. He does a great job with. So yeah, fun. To, uh, glad to have him on. It's gonna be fun. And what Steve means by that is, whenever something hops up last second, he he texts me in a panic. Hey, can you get this done real quick? Yeah, You're right. But I say right. it politely. Yeah, of I say. Course. And I always I always end with this. If not. No big deal, but <laughs> I know he's going to do it. You're fired. You're fired, but otherwise. Uh, I do. Well, if I, not, no big deal, but but he knows I'm looking a certain way. You know, my eyes twitching <laughs> when I when I text it. Steve scares me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stop. So, <laughs> so we're recording this on Monday night, November 14th. Uh, we've got Philly, Washington going on as we speak. I did not get to see anything happening in that game, but uh, I will go 4-0 this week if Miles Sanders and the Philly defense can score 11 more points than Dallas Goddard. That's my situation. Ooh. I'm I'm oh, down by 10. It's going to be rough. I think Dude. I saw Goddard. Had, I, something came up on my phone that he scored a touchdown. I don't know if he's done oh, anything other than that. That's, that's not good, though. That's not good. I need uh, Goddard has, to do poorly. Let's just see. Um, I don't I'm pulling it up. I don't see him. Where is he? It's huh. he's got one catch for six yards and a touchdown, but Sanders oh. has one carry for six yards. Mm. Mm. Yeah, the the six yards and a touchdown is going to be more points. That's that's not Sanders good. has one carry. Aren't, yeah, I mean that's it. The game's they been on the for yeah. over an hour. That's not good, Jesse. Hey. <laughs> 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 But I mean, I will be three and one, I guess. But you know, a four and zero weekend. I've only had a couple of those, so that would be big. Actually, so. it looks like Philly's losing right now. So, uh, who knows? Maybe in the second half. But um, we'll see. They they still have yet to play somebody, right? They're playing Washington. Do they have a real opponent that could actually <laughs> beat them? Because I every week I look, and they are playing one of the worst teams in the league. I don't know how 
they manipulated the schedule like this, but one of these weeks they got to play someone good, right? Yeah, he would think so. The answer is no. No, they do. They will not. <laughs> I I just know if you look at their defense, all the matchups are green like the rest of the season. So that's. that's oh wait, they play Indy next week. So yes, they're losing next week. You heard it. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Because yes, this is the beginning of the Colts dynasty with Jeff Saturday. Yes. Yeah. All right. If you found your way to this episode, thank you so much. We do want to involve you. Uh, listener questions make up a huge part of our content. So please read out, reach out to Steven at Fantasy Guides on Instagram and me at Debbie Rookie Watch on Instagram. Andrew, are you on Instagram as well? I am. You can find me at I Talk Fake Football. All right. I Real serious analyst there. That's That <laughs> sounds great. Um, all right. I think, Steven, let's jump into it. We've we've been getting a lot of feedback. People like this How'd Steve Do segment where we get to find out uh, how some of your bold takes did on the week. Do you want to jump into that? Yeah. And I think they like it more when, when I do horribly and they're in for a treat this week because <laughs> I don't want to, you know, no spoilers here, but some it was of my come out. It was not a, let's see, I'm going to try to put as uh Bill Belichick would say on to Cincinnati. I'm i I'm on to week 11 here, <laughs> but I'll at least go back and uh, revisit some of these bad takes but it started off good jesse the uh, very mm-hmm. first take i had was justin fields would finish as the qb1 overall mm. and he did Yay! <laughs> you guys saw he looks uh he looks like 2019 lamar jackson maybe not as much as the passer but just the scrambler um mm-hmm. he's been insane i think i saw he uh in a five-game stretch has the most rushing yards by any quarterback in the super bowl era so pretty crazy. Um, wow. So I got that one right. All right. Now it takes a turn. Uh, <laughs> I said Aaron Rodgers would score less than 15 points and Packers actually look good. And he scored 19 points. Um, receivers look good. So, uh, so yeah, that one was a miss. Well, Steve, obviously they were going to do bad against the Lions, but then really good against the really good Cowboys defense. You had to see that one coming. Yeah, I sometimes I just go. I should just report everything after the fact because nothing ever makes sense. <laughs> like that's what I'm doing with my Jonathan Taylor take. It's that's all yeah, good. Like there's so much football this year that just doesn't make sense. It's it's I don't know. It's what's that thing from Ghostbusters, Jesse, that you uh, quoted the other day? Cats living with dogs. I always say it wrong, and then then Casey yeah. has to. But that's how my dad and I quote it. I think I think yep. it's uh, cats living with. Or no, I just said the same thing again. I thought like, it was like Casey, raining. Ca- I don't know, raining frogs. No, cats see, living you with- make it even worse. I don't. Yeah. This is why we need Casey to fix these quotes. But yeah, I always just say cats living with dogs. Oh, we go. It's cats and dogs living together. That's how he actually says. Yeah, that it. movie came out in 1984. It's uh, wow. We need to. We need to. Uh, you know what? That's on the queue of things I need to watch in the next month of like Steven. Steven, did you know that that's the first movie I ever went to with my parents? Oh. I was like four or something. Well, yeah, that, that geez, Casey was just, you guys are newborn. old. Yeah, <laughs> we are old. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. You were, you were probably born when hunger games came out. <laughs> I, uh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. At least was, we're around for that one. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on here. Um, Said Jamal Williams would be a top 15 running back. He was RB 16. I don't know if you have a sound effect for that. I mean, that's too middle of the road. I don't even think I can, I can't play that. That's, yeah. You so, were so I close. Mean, so close. I'll, he, I'll give you a golf club. Okay. There you go. Oh yeah. Right. That's actually, 
David Montgomery, I said, would finish as an RB1 for the first time since week two, I believe it was. Uh, he was RB39. So, yeah, quite. And then it, it's even worse. I, I think I saw uh, he showed up in missing points this week for uh, c- coming up short of an easy touchdown. So, that hurts mm. a little bit more. Probably wouldn't have made a huge difference. Um, James Conner said uh, against that tough Rams defense would score fewer than 12 fantasy points. He scored 23, so he doubled what I said. (laughs) (laughs) Just keep your finger on that if you could, Jess. (laughs) (laughs) Sound effect. Um, Chris Olave, I said, would finish as a wide receiver one. Uh, He finished as wide receiver 57 against the uh, easiest matchup in the league for wide receivers, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right, we're going to put a positive spin on it. There's like hundreds of receivers out there. If there's like th- 300 fantasy receivers, 57 is closer to one. <laughs> Thank well, you. Dude, see? you know, every time Casey's not on, like when, it, <laughs> like when <laughs> last time when he was not on, I was like, Case, you know, the show just kind of went a little bit better. I feel like, you know, when Jacob was on doing the news last time, it just felt, felt a little better. I don't know. We'll see. You're right. I'll a do little... Casey justice. Steve, you were awful. That was a terrible take, dude. Come yeah, on. Yeah. 57. There you go. Uh, we don't expect you to be Casey. Okay. You just oh. be you. That's nah. like, isn't that what they always say? Like during the draft, you don't have to be the next anybody, Andrew. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and the they, yeah. Uh, all right. Let's see here. Back to back to uh, the good news. Uh, Chris Godwin, I said, would score fewer than fifteen fantasy points, and he scored nineteen. Oh, that's that's kind of like a golf clap, though. You know, it's, it's very close, very close. You know, the frustrating thing with that one is I I called him a bust. People were like, fifteen fantasy points. That's not that bold. So maybe I need to make them more bold. Um, he scored his first touchdown of the year, so that one was I was kind of annoyed by that. Like. He hasn't even had a red zone target this year, and he gets targeted in the red zone. So that one was a little... I felt... I took that one personally, that he <laughs> decided to score when the only time this season I would call him a bust. Um, no sound effect. All right, sweet. Okay. Uh, Kate Otten, I said, would finish top eight. Finish as the tight end 17. And then... Finally, I said Pat Fryermuth would finish as a tight end one. He finished as the tight end 15. Does that count? That's a yay. yay! Come on. Okay. Yeah, come okay. on. Oh, wait, I thought he had wait. to be in the top 12. We, we, uh, no, I'm saying, no, I said he would not finish as a tight end one. Did I? Oh, okay. Oh. okay. Maybe, yeah. I, maybe I said that wrong. So Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we'll fix that in post, Jesse. Uh, and then I, I got a bonus one, just a, a bonus. Uh, I said, Jonathan Taylor, it, it's got, this is the only time this season on a post. I actually like signed my name. I was like, I'm putting my stamp on this one that Jonathan Taylor <laughs> sell him at 50 cents on the dollar. Oh, and then he returned. And if you can't see on camera, but Andrew's standing up with his Jonathan Taylor Jersey on right now, which by the way, that, you, you get the right size jersey because that one looks like you're wearing your dad's jersey. <laughs> Hi, Steve. I'm like See, six feet Andrew- tall. I weigh like 140. You know, right. I'm not ready for the combine, but I'm right. trying. To be honest, how old are you again? 
23. Yeah. I still got time. That's that Jesse, we have pictures of me at that age and I think it's very similar. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. like the spinning image of Steven. Just hey, uh, if if you want to feel better, I've got a John Elway jersey from the 6th grade. Fits me perfect now as a 4 I, I almost wore my Kyle Pitts jersey tonight and that is a youth large and Ooh, it fits quite mm. nice. Yeah. Okay. No, that youth yeah, I I can relate to that. Um all right, that's uh that's how how did Steve do this week? We will uh Steve's gonna I'm gonna hit the books a little harder this week. We're gonna try to do better uh, week eleven. Man, that's that's me trying to pick against the spread in college football. I started out red hot, and then lately it's been it's been a little bit rough. So we try and be accountable here at the Fantasy Guides. And uh, moving on now, Stephen, you got some missing points for us. I know you put out a post on that. Yep, we'll mention a few of the the big names that probably could have cost people this week. Najee Harris versus the Saints uh, almost had an RB one finish on Sunday. But on uh, one play, he went down at the goal line. I believe the next play was when uh, George Pickens got a nice little jet sweep into the end zone, which is you know super common. Um, and then he also <laughs> dropped what could have been a 21-yard touchdown reception. So he only finished with 9.9 points, finishes the RB26, could have been the overall RB1 with 25 points. Wow. Um, so, yeah, nothing really going right for Najee. And then when it almost does, it, it doesn't. Uh, I did see this one, Brandon cooks against the giants. He had a 19 yard touchdown reception, but I believe it was called back by illegal procedure. So Brandon cooks, horrible season continues. Not only did he not finish as the, our, the wide receiver 16, which he could have, he finished as the wide receiver 47. He also, this week I read, got his captain patch ripped right off his Jersey. I mean, I don't know if they literally ripped it off. I'm guessing they just gave yeah, him a, I think him a new Jersey. You, no, you have to stand there. There's like this ritual, and it's just like in the military. They, they, you know, they tear it off while you stand there and make a big hole in your jersey. I've seen the threading. One single tear. That's it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I've seen the threading on that. that that's got to be a strong individual. <laughs> that patch off. It's, it's not Steven trying to tear his Elway jersey, right? That was and is, the, it, is it Lovey? <laughs> is it Lovey that does it too? Got yeah. Him, right? Yep. Lovey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if because if it was Davis Mills coming over to rip that off, he'd be like, "You get your hands off me! Don't you touch me, Davis." <laughs> <sighs> All right, Foster Moreau. Uh, a lot of people, you know, he almost made my he almost made my list for the uh, the boomer bust this week, Jesse. But I, you know, last minute decided not to put him in. Mm. Crucial mistake. Mm-hmm. But um, finished with thirteen point three points. Finishes the tight end six. Uh, but he had a 16-yard touchdown in his hands, but couldn't quite bring it in. Um, could have been a touchdown instead. Uh, it was not. He finished as still the tight end two with uh, – or sorry, he could have finished as the tight end two with 22 points. Um, let's see. Brandon Ayuk, people that watched the game last night. Ayuk had a routine catch to make for an eight-yard touchdown, but just couldn't hang on. He finished with 12.5 points, the wide receiver 31 could have been the wide receiver 11 with 20 points. Um, and then a, lot of, a bunch of other people said he came up like two yards short uh, of another touchdown, which we don't count those if they're like outside of two yards typically. So could have had a much bigger day. So maybe if you're frustrated with that, you'd be a little patient. All right. Um, let's see. I got not going to bring up Jonathan Taylor. Okay. I got one more. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. Um Still had a good fantasy day. I mean, it wasn't like Christian McCaffrey good. It was 18 fantasy points, finishes the RB11. Um, but he did have a, he almost punched one in from the goal line, but did not. 
could have been fin- could have finished as the RB2 with 24 points. So I know a lot of people are a little bit freaked out with Christian McCaffrey. We'll talk about him later on the show. But um, could have been a better game, actually. Could have had 24 points. So those were just some of the big names with uh, performances that could have been better this week that may have cost people some games. Well, I'm almost relieved to finally just release Darren Waller and add Foster Moreau. I, I did that before the game and, you know, just week to week him taking up a spot. I, at that league, I have like four bench spots. So do you not have an IR? Frustrating. Um, no, I do have an IR. So that's what I did. I mean, I put him into the okay. IR spot. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, but it's just, it's nice to have a, a tight end that can actually play now moving forward. So I'm going to go. Yeah. He's, he's been frustrating for like three years in a row now. It's been like, it's either with, injuries or like not scoring touchdowns it's always something with him and i don't know he's starting to get up there a little bit in age too and yeah we'll see jesse was actually just telling us he actually had a preacher come over and have an exorcism on his phone where he sets his lineup and removed the demon of darren waller away so it can't hurt him anymore Mm -hmm. yeah i listened to all these things casey got me scared i didn't have any (laughs) I didn't want to have a tales of the pits happening at my house. So I, I made preemptive moves, you know, you know, Casey, actually his vacation was in new Orleans. So maybe he's got like some voodoo dolls or something. He's bringing back, you know, how spiteful Casey can be, you know, Mm -hmm. you guys were just arguing in the group chat. You better watch out. Also, it's like, it's his wife working at a school and him doing handyman work and goes on more vacations than any of my rich friends. I don't know. This guy's, what is he doing? I think it's all the fantasy guide's money must be. <laughs> it's definitely that. It's got to be, right? <laughs> all right. So we're going to move on to our next segment. Uh, since we don't have Casey, we do have Andrew here for news and waivers. And when we had Jacob come on, and we have a guest on. I, I'm kind of starting this. This might be a new thing. But I wanted to make a little soundbite for them, right, oh, leading up leading up to their uh, segment. So I actually I want to do something a little different for Andrew. So I actually went back, Stephen, and I found some of the audio from our, our rigorous interview process that we have oh, at Fantasy sweet. Guides. So just oh, going to see I, if you guys... I do remember this, yeah. If you guys would be open open to hearing that. And then uh, it can give you just a little bit of insight into Andrew before he does our uh, news and waivers. You guys cool with that? Yeah, sounds I, good. I'd love a reminder of how it went. <laughs> hey, Andrew. Jesse from Fantasy Guides here. I was just wondering, what makes you think you would be a good fit on the Fantasy Guides team? Well, Jesse. Here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Uh, you know, I'm just a just a big, hairy American winning machine. If you ain't first, you're last. I I just thought it was like the confidence is what really got oh, yeah. the job. Way yeah. more you confidence know. than I have, like for sure. <laughs> I was like, geez, this guy's coming for me. <laughs> just because I'm a Colts fan and I'm from Missouri doesn't mean I, t- I talk like this, doggummit. Now, come on now. Actually, I was kind of surprised, though. I feel like it was like a fake accent just to impress us during the interview process. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't hear it as much now. Oh, yeah. no, it slips in sometimes. Occasionally, I'll just accidentally slip. It, it sounds better with the Midwest accent. That's, That's right. right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Same with me. If I go back to Minnesota, I sound like all those people back there. So you got to be careful. <laughs> got to be careful. All right. Uh, his segment is actually sponsored by UnderdogFantasy.com. So if you go there and you download the app, you can sign up with the promo code GuideDog. And Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Uh, get in the action to get in on the action today. We can even give you guys a Fantasy Guides MVP package, which is a $60 value if you go in and you sign up with that promo code GuideDog. So hit that up today. And Andrew, what you got for news and waivers for us? 
Yeah, so I was going to dive into injuries first, but then I decided after watching lots of replays on my phone that we have to talk about the Justin Jefferson catch. Where mm. is it all time for you guys? Steve, Steve, you start first. Where is it all time? Above or below Odell catch? Well, you know, you also have to realize when Odell made that catch, I think that the the gloves were just starting to get super sticky, like real sticky. And so that catch didn't even seem possible at the time. Don't you agree, Jesse? Like, Andrew, you weren't born when that catch happened. But (laughs) Jesse, I, I thought like that catch has never happened before, like where somebody just squeezes the ball like that. But now... These they, they literally have so much stick them on the gloves that it's a little more routine. So it hit me harder when uh, Odell did it. When I saw that live, I was like, oh, my God, that is the most insane catch I've ever seen. But now we see so many of these crazy catches all the time that uh, this was still amazing. It, it still ranks up there. I personally am going to put the Odell one up there just because, like I said, I think it hit me harder when it happened. But let me let me ask you this, Stephen. Was it like what was the situation when Odell made that catch you know was it was it in a game on fourth and 16 or whatever it was to keep the game alive like I don't remember I I think that the the moment I think that him coming up with that was it was a fourth down one right Andrew where he made that catch yeah, it was like fourth and 16 after Kirk did something really stupid. And for a fact that I, I was actually listening to another pod and they mentioned that that Odell catch actually was in a loss. They did not win mm. that game. Oh, okay. see, so I'm I, I'm leaning. I'm leaning Jefferson catch based on the moment. And yeah. there was something there's something very interesting when you watch that catch about somehow he's catching it with one hand, but the defender is like bracing it within his hand. Where the Im- the impossible level on that catch went goes up several points as well. So I yeah. I thought it was pretty unbelievable. I think it's in the top five well, of, of well, catches I've ever seen. Oh, for sure, it's definitely in the top five. Uh, does it? What's what's worth more points on this uh, this scale? A touchdown or a fourth down? Mm. Probably a probably a fourth down against the 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 Bills. I feel like that was a pretty big situation. Yeah. It's all situational. Yeah, yeah. I, they're both obviously they're both great, but no, that was that was pretty insane. Yeah, no, it was crazy, and it was all part of this massive performance from Justin Jefferson. I remember earlier in the season, everyone was freaking out, like, should I sell him? I made my last second pitch to the dynasty, the Justin Jefferson dynasty owner in my league, like, hey, that dude sucks, send him over, and then he puts up two hundred yards and a touchdown, reminding us that Justin Jefferson isn't fair. So he had a huge thirty <laughs> points. And then to talk about another just absolutely ridiculous player right now, Justin Fields had another insane game, putting up 167 passing yards and two touchdowns, which is blah. But then he put up 147 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. So he was an RB1 on the week. Yeah. Um, he, I would say, he's younger than Lamar. He looks like he, do you think he's faster than Lamar right now? Lamar's not old, but he's not 22 or 23 anymore. I'm wondering if if Fields is now the best rushing quarterback in the league. That maybe that's I don't know. It, it's starting to look that way though. Well, they it, have it, different body types, I would say. You know, Justin Fields a little thicker, and yeah. I think that that could help him out in the long run of of staying healthy around it because we've seen Lamar get banged up a little bit. So if they do continue, and then. 
My big thing with Justin Fields is I know that he is an accurate passer and I know that he has the ability to put up big passing numbers because of what he did in college. And I think the more they surround him um, with playmakers, and that is a little bit of a difference from Lamar. I think I've always seen Lamar as limited as a passer and I think they've built an offense around him and maybe they do the same thing with Justin Fields. But um, I also think that they could take a wide receiver in the first round next year and help him out a lot. So yeah. we'll have to see what happens there. I agree. Fields is a big north-south guy. Lamar is more of a jittery, you know, shake you out of your boots kind yep. of guy. I, so I would I've, agree with that. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Um, so yeah, going on from there. Uh, oh, and I have to give Jesse full credit for that. We were arguing in our, uh, not arguing, but, you know, having a little discussion in our, gr- in our group chat about Justin Fields. And I believe it was me and, uh, not doubt Jacob, but probably Jacob were like, you know, he threw a pass off a dude's helmet. He probably isn't that good. And Jesse persisting was like, no, this dude's just give him a minute. Sure enough. That was a great call on yours, Jesse. Ugh. But I, I do, I was telling Casey and Steven, I was like a week, a week or two late on pulling the trigger in dynasty to try and go trade for him. Right. Cause if you had that foresight, if you just imagine like four, four or five weeks ago, if you were like, I think he's going to like, and I was feeling that way. But I just, I also in in our dynasty league, I'm eight and one, so I don't feel like making a ton of moves right now. But I was like, I feel like he's gonna turn it around, and then, and then now, uh, I think uh, doesn't Big Kells own him, Stephen? And he's saying, yeah. he's saying there's no like you'd have to give up Lamar Jackson type money to get him now at this point, well, right? Value. It, it, so here's here's something else too. Uh, when you're trying to buy low on a player like Justin Fields, it also hurts your chances when everyone in the league is doing it. So right. he was getting offers from everybody that were lowballing him for Justin Fields. And so he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was hurting. It looked like he was hurting at quarterback for a little while, but now not so much. So right, he knows right. he, he lucked out there. All right. Uh, injuries. We'll talk some of that. Uh, big one. Cooper Cup. Uh, went out with a what is it, an ankle sprain is what they're thinking now which we got like an hour before this pod before they're thinking it could have been catastrophic broken done for the season now i saw the uh, guy steven collabs a lot with uh, sports med analytics saying that maybe mm-hmm. he'll be back for the playoffs so keep an eye on that that's obviously huge uh yeah, the Josh same guy Allen, that told me uh he's the same one that told me jonathan taylor's ankle was you know not so good so, <laughs> and I'm going to give him his credit. He's been fantastic everywhere. Else. I'm just, he is. I, I, dude, with this stuff, there's so much limited information, too. It's not like the trainers are giving us a lot of info, you know? Oh, definitely. He seems like a cheat code to have on my follow list. So, but uh, next one, Josh Allen, a good thing. That elbow looked perfectly fine uh, having watched that Vikings Bills game, unless something's new come out. He's, he's looking good, which is a plus in this injury section. Oh, one that might hit near and dear to you guys. Jerry Judy went out after looking good to start and then um, went out with a, w- w- was that one an ankle injury too? I'm obviously yep, yeah. terrible taking notes. Yeah, so supposedly it's um, not too serious, but isn't that just the MO of Jerry Judy? Looked really good, got injured. Like, <laughs> that's just his career so far in a nutshell. It's like he starts out good and then he is like one of the most fra- fragile players in the league, so. It's been a bit frustrating, I must say. Yeah, it just keeps on happening. Like you said, promising nudes. Hopefully he'll be back. We don't know if that's a low, high ankle sprain. We'll see what happens there. Uh, 
Lenny went out with an injury, I believe, in the third quarter. Uh, playoff Lenny Fournette. Uh, looks like he should be fine coming. I think they're in a bye week. He should be fine coming back after that, which will be a big impact for the waiver wire I'll get to later. Um, Zach Ertz looks like season's over for him after suffering a knee injury, uh, which is big, big ups for uh, Trey McBride. I probably I'll say something now because I probably won't mention him much later in the waivers. But uh, McBride, great uh, tight end prospect, really athletic, could do big things uh, if uh, if he can uh, step up there. Um, and I briefly saw uh, Juju get absolutely assassinated on a field. Um, turns out he'll be okay. After I saw, and I was watching this game with Chiefs fans because I'm from Missouri. He, this number five, I don't know his name on the Jags, had a what should have been a targeting call, no flag, on two different receivers, including Juju, who got absolutely knocked out, had to be carried off the field. Looks like concussion protocol for him for sure. Yeah, I heard uh, that one. Uh I had red zone playing. I can't remember what, I, for whatever reason, I just heard it and it sounded, they, they the, the announcer was like, well, he's done. Like he's not coming back today. Like it was instant. Like he's, he's done for the day. So didn't sound good. No. I tried to, I tried to Google, Google Jaguars number five and it just comes up with Blake Bortles. It did, that didn't happen at all. <laughs> well, I, don't it, think it, I don't think it was him, but. <laughs> so the the ghost of Blake Bortles is out there assassinating people, and I think the Juju specifically that Juju play, I think that was a holding on the offense was the flag, and uh, so oh. the Chiefs fan was with just was he was about to break a TV. It was fantastic. Um, I'm just gonna start. Like, let, let's just call him that from now on. I don't I don't even want to know what number five is for the Jaguars. <laughs> the, ghost of, the ghost of Blake Bortles. Yeah. <laughs> That's sticking. No. Big fan, big fan. Uh, that's that's really all the Jags got going on that defense anyway. I, they're they're fine. Um, going on from that, that's all the, the big injury takeaways I have. Obviously, it's really kind of t- top heavy with that cup injury. Not too much after that. Um, so some other big news are uh, just headlines I want to get into is this huge week for running back takeovers. Just backfield shifting all over the place. So with each guy that I have here, I want to play a game for each one. Different game for each guy. All right, so you boys get ready. I did not prep them for this at all. Wanted to keep this one a secret. So let's see what you guys got here. Rashad White for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He stepped up big time. Uh, he looks like he could be the uh, running back going forward there. Although before I get into that, did you guys hear about the Leonard Fournette passport stuff? No. No, what was that? Is that, is that I, why? It was like a Germany thing? So I don't think that's why. But it might have played a part in it, so that's why I can't go full in on Rashad White quite yet. But it uh, turns out he didn't have a passport as of Thursday before oh their geez. game. Oh and my so, God. Which just feels like a Leonard Fournette thing to not have a passport. Yeah, yep, that sounds about right. Do you think he could have just said, like, like Tom, can you just <laughs> we walk in together? Like, Tom's got to have that kind of pull, right? I mean, I don't know, maybe not in Germany, but yeah, he's kind of a world character at this point. Well, I mean, Giselle's from Germany, so I kind of feel like she was trying to keep him out. No, she's from Brazil. Is she? That's, like, that's got no pull. And, and they're not even, they're enemies right now. I mean, maybe not, but. Well, that's what I'm saying. She's trying to keep Brazil? him out. Maybe she knew. Yeah, she's, she's from, from Germany, Steve. What? I don't know. Nope. Brazilian fashion model. Yeah, what? Come on. I call, I, nope, Dude, I deny that no. still. I know, I know my fashion model. <laughs> yeah. That's all. I wasn't alive for that, for that time. So I'll let no, you guys, old, old guys handle that. All right. Um, so here comes my game. 
uh, Rashad White looking good. Great running back prospect. I love the dude. Uh, Leonard Fournette, in the meanwhile, up until this point in the season, looked like absolute hot garbage. Um, so let me, let, let's talk about uh, rushing yards on the season. All right. So you guys, I'm going to give you a list of players and you have to tell me if this player or Leonard Fournette have more rushing yards on the season <laughs> after this week. I like this All right. <laughs> All right. So it's Lenny or Lenny or Jonathan Taylor, who has more rushing yards on the season after this week. I'll go Jonathan Taylor. There was a long run where Leonard Fournette had like not even 24 rushing yards. I think I even talked about this like either last week or two weeks ago. I'll go Jonathan Taylor. I'll go Fournette. Desi, all right. It was actually Jonathan Taylor just surpassed him after a huge performance this week. That was the easy one. Let's get further. Uh, Jamal Williams or Lenny, who has more rushing yards? Go ahead, well, Jesse. Jamal Williams definitely has more fantasy points. That guy blew it up for a while there. Uh, I'll say Jamal Williams. I, I will too. All right. It was Jamal Williams. All right. Steve, you first here. Lenny or Josh Allen, a quarterback, more rushing yards? Definitely Josh Allen. That guy gets like 70 rushing yards a week. And uh, I know Lenny's not getting that. Dude, so I do, I do have to say, like watching the end of that Vikings-Bills game, couple things there. First of all, you don't want your franchise all everything quarterback just lowering the shoulder on guys. <laughs> but also, like he's just that big. And like yeah. there were there were two or three times towards the end of that game where they were trying to tackle him and it kind of looked like uh if like my son tried to tackle me, but like a 9-year-old and I just like like they got him down, but they're it's like they can't hurt him. He's so big. Oh, it, it just kind of blew Ooh. me away. Well, think of how like the defenders just keep getting smaller, and he's what he's two fifty five probably. Yeah, he's a tank. somewhere along that. So yeah. yeah, he just lowered the shoulder on on a safety one time, and I was like, oh, okay, he's doing that. Uh, yeah. yeah, Josh Allen. Uh, you guys would be right. Josh Allen does take him there to, uh, too. All right, last one. All right, Lenny or Brees Hall. Reminder: Brees Hall hasn't or got hurt week seven. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, I feel um, like they're all brief. I feel like they're. I know. I think, I think he's all waiting for us to like. Yeah, he wants us to Wait. like pick Lenny on one of these, but we just can't do it. It's Brees Hall. I tried. I tried. Yeah, Brees Hall. Yeah, you guys got me. All right, it was Brees Hall by one yard, albeit. But that is how awful Leonard Fournette has been all season. Yeah. So that's uh, why I'm starting to starting to buy into this running back back uh, backfield switcheroo going on here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Fournette hurt in the third quarter. After he goes out, White saw 20 of 25 remaining snaps, which is just a yeah. workhorse road a roll if he gets that going down. Yeah, I think he supposedly had a hit pointer. He didn't. I didn't even think he played the entire fourth quarter. So obviously that's going to show why White had such a high snap share. I think, hey, we've been saying, I know you're going to talk about him on waivers, that he needs to be rostered because well, I even these said, Jesse, last, yeah, last week happen. I said Leonard Fournette's due for an injury. So, mm-hmm. yep. Every single week we have him on that waiver. All right, next guy. Next backfield. Uh, the Chiefs backfield. Isaiah Pacheco. They called him the starter a couple weeks ago, and it literally meant absolutely nothing. Um, and then going forward, so everyone kind of hopped off of him. Now it comes back this week, and uh, Pacheco had a much bigger role, having the most snaps out of any uh, running back in that backfield. Um, it didn't really uh, transfer into a, a big fantasy performance because no touchdowns, no receiving work, but he led the backfield in snaps. Um, he had 16 carries, which was a career high for him. 
And uh, he was uh, he was efficient with those carries too. So now here's your game for Isaiah Pacheco. All right. Oh, actually, we'll, we'll relate this more to Clyde because the Clyde thing was what surprised me. This one's real simple. Jesse, you'll start first. Over under of snaps that Clyde had this week. The over under line is 15 and a half. Do you have him under. over or under uh, that? Uh, I, he's under. I think he had zero points. I, I'm right, going to go look right now, but that's I'm saying under. No, Jesse, you can't look. That's the game. No, I, I'm saying I want to. I wanted to know. I I think he had zero points. So, but I traded him. So I want to just go look on Doug's roster just to. It'll make me happy to see his definitely, zero. definitely under. All right, you guys were both right. I was trying to trick you with the fifteen, hoping like, oh man, that's actually more than I thought. No, he had four snaps played. Oh yes, uh, four snaps. Four. Wow, two more snaps. He had two targets. Did not make a catch. Zero points. <laughs> Oh God! I traded him. I traded him for Greg Dulcich and Tyler Higby. Straight that's up, that's a steal. Two tight ends. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> what happened? There? That's what I was just. I was like, I was waiting for the next piece. I was like, oh, Tyler Higby. Okay. I still like the side you got. I like Dulcich. Oh it's yeah. Just, have you looked at? Like worth have you stuff. looked at my tight ends in my in my dynasty league? Uh, I have you, none. Was this the Darren Waller situation? No, oh, I have none. I did, I didn't even get yeah. Waller. I I did a oh. no tight end draft. Is that one of your mm. strategies, Stephen? No tight end. <laughs> I think it's a lot of people's. Uh, they just want the position to go away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, in our uh, last guy. So yeah, Clyde looking like he's out of town. Unless if something doesn't change next week, Clyde is probably a drop. Pacheco looking like he's taken over there. Um, hopefully, he can get some receiving work. Uh, Jeff Wilson is the next guy we want to talk about, and I actually didn't come up with a game for this one um, because I forgot to. So Jeff Wilson. <laughs> Um, he had a big week. He uh he outsnapped Mostert forty two to nineteen, um, which is my head swirling c- because they brought in Wilson as seemed like a last second trade of you know Wilson's worth nothing. We may as well bring him on, and then he got thirty more snaps than uh than Mostert there. He had seventeen carries, one hundred nineteen yards, and a touchdown. Now I think Mostert could be a great sell high this week, especially because uh, Mostert was really efficient on his carries. And he also put in a touchdown, so the point total looks fine, but he was just hardly on the field. Yeah, so uh, I think Mostert is a sell high. Um, it, you know what I chalk this up to? Um, I think we've talked about this in previous podcasts, but Mike McDaniels comes from Kyle Shanahan coaching tree. And the Shanahans get bored with running backs, Jesse. We know this <laughs> going dating back to Terrell Davis and then Gary... What was his name? Was it, Kubiak? What was the no the running back we had? Gary um, Gary oh, Anderson. Is that what it was? There, there there was a string of running backs after Trail Davis, where it was just like every year we had a different running back, and yeah. then Shanahan that from like Navy or something. We had Gary. I thought it was Gary Anderson, but it 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 honestly feels like Shanahan just gets bored with running backs. Like he drafts them, and he's like, eh, not feeling it. The next guy up, the next guy up, and now I think McDaniel's is doing the same thing. Like there was no reason for Mostert. Like Mostert's been good, and then all of a sudden it's like, nah, it's Jeff Wilson now. You know, so <laughs> yeah, I think Wilson's the guy moving forward. I, I mean, you can hold on to um, both these guys get injured a lot, so you could probably hold on to Mostert if you can't get anything. I don't know if I'd drop Mostert, but there's a good chance one of these guys will get injured, and the other one will be awesome for a while. Yeah, I won't be dropping dropping Mostert anytime soon. It's like you said, a Niners backfield regime. Could be some weird hot hand stuff. I mean, 
with the, uh, I mean, Elijah Mitchell came back to life this week. I have no idea what's going on. Any Niners shenanigans um, going on from that. So that was a big backfields change. So you've got to be paying attention to that. Uh, check your waivers, go sell high, sell out about a sell high and a buy low sitting there. Uh, going on, you guys um, really picked the wrong week to have a Colts fan on here because Jonathan Taylor and the entire Colts team is back, and it's magnificent. I have Michael Pittman on my teams. The the They were going to the Super Bowl. All of a sudden, Matt Ryan was not supposed to be the starter. We only knew he was going to be the starter because he came onto the field to take reps an hour before the game. He comes out of nowhere, leads us to a great victory. Ignore who it was against. It was awesome. <laughs> but we- we wouldn't be doing a, a good job here, Andrew, if we ignored who it was they against. Played, right? They played a team everyone was really excited for from the AFC West, and they were supposed yeah. to be a powerhouse, and we dominated them. Yeah. I do like that they had the um, the the tweet. Was it? A, yeah, it was a tweet from uh, Jeff Saturday saying the Raiders suck. <laughs> and then he played them. That was when he was like an analyst. And then he played oh, yeah. them like yeah. four days later and beats them. That's, that has got to be... Like if I'm Josh McDaniels, I'm so humbled and embarrassed by that that it'd be hard for me to want to keep going after that. Like a guy that's never coached coming off of TV and beating you with like four days to prepare. And McDaniels is the guy who ditched the Colts because he didn't want our job, and then oh. Saturday came off his couch to go beat his butt. I forgot so. about that. I forgot about that. Hey, you're talking to a couple Bronco fans here, <laughs> <laughs> so we are more than happy to pile on that Josh McDaniels is a terrible head coach. And yeah, GM, I salute I you guys too. And going on from there, another big quarterback return coming back this week. Uh, Baker Mayfield is gracing us with his presence again. You seem yay. excited, Steve. You have that yay sound effect, Jesse. <laughs> I, think this is, I think this is more appropriate. But they are who we thought they were. <laughs> oh, he's it's gonna be bad again. Like I just want to get a little bit excited about the Panthers. Yep. And uh so DJ Moore probably shed six tears through a fit and is locked away in his house right now. Baker Mayfield, I think, tried uh, knocking himself out so he didn't have to go back. Did you guys see him bashing his face against helmets? I I did see that. He, what else is he going to do? He's not playing. He's bored. He needs some attention. <laughs> you know, Jesse, you ever you ever see that again in your college days? The crazy dude on the team. I always saw this in bashing their faces against other people that with helmets on. Yeah, and honestly, those guys never had long careers. They, they were... <laughs> The other, the other one, you know, the other one that always got me, um, I I'll just never forget this because at every level that I played in from little league, all the way through college, all the way through semi-pro, even all the way through arena, there was always the guy like standing on the bench, trying to hype up the crowd that didn't play it down a football. That was his only role on the team was trying to like hype up the crowd, stand on the bench. And yeah. uh, that, that was way more annoying to me than the uh, <laughs> the guys headbutting guys with helmets on. Those yeah. guys were just like, oh, this guy's crazy. He's not going to be here long. But the guy, the guy standing there never plays and is trying to hype up the crowd. I was always just like, get off the bench. You know, <laughs> they got it. They both got to rank up there as yeah. being pretty annoying, I would think. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the waivers. And before I go there, I want to make sure I don't forget to break in actually being a fantasy guy. It's contributed on the pod. So, uh, got to crack one open. Make sure Yay! I get that one in. Nice. That a kid. You're usually supposed to do that when somebody's in the middle of like their thought or talking. And he, really he wanted distract to do them, it but... to himself. He, did, he didn't want yeah. to. 
you know, he wants to get invited back. So he's trying to, I, I got you. Makes sense. I'll go get another one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, that brings me to uh waivers, big waivers, really big, weirdly big waivers week this week. I was trying to dig through them last week. Uh, cause I do that every week for uh Steven fantasy guides and it was bare bones. And this week I was trying to like, we were argue, like trying to think through who was on top because it's such a big week for it. Um, but we really picked three guys who we were, we were kind of pushing to the top. One of which already brought him up a little bit. Christian Watson, uh, wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. Again, just an absolute freak, crazy athlete, great profile, drafted high. He's got basically everything you want, um, except for he doesn't catch the football every time, uh, which is something he can work on. <laughs> he doesn't seem to be able to locate it on a few of the things I've seen. Like either, it, it just seems like tracking the ball is something that maybe the jugs machine with bright light shining on him is needed. You know, uh, I love this analysis, Stephen. He's got everything you want except for the catching the football thing. <laughs> yeah, that's overrated, though. Come on, jeez. Oh, but once he has it, he looks good. And I, I keep bringing it up. DK Metcalf is my comp for this guy. I mean, he just, he's so big. He's so fast. He doesn't look fast because he has such big strides, but mm-hmm. he's, he's crazy. I think he looks not exactly like DK Metcalf, but big dude, big speed. I'd, I'd like to measure the biceps of each of those individuals and your comp <laughs> might change. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> you have to remember, Steven's comps are only based on body comp. He thinks comp. Oh, is body comp, like body composition. So they, <laughs> they have to have the exact six-pack arrangement or he's not. And and I'm sorry, but DK is basically AJ Brown and him when they were at uh, at Ole Miss together. Yeah, yeah. That they're the only comp for each other because they're the it's only true. two guys that look like that, right? When, he's, when he said he was like a DK comp, I did that. My face went all Teddy Bruschi. When uh, when Stephen A. Smith was talking about all the players that were playing in a game but actually weren't playing. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so Christian Watson, I mean, he's the only receiver on that team. It's him, Alan Lazard, and Alan Lazard does not sniff the athleticism that Christian Watson has. So, I mean, it could be a boom-bust guy, but it's worth it for the playoffs. Hey, lean into the boom. You know, don't worry so much about the bust. Exactly, the catching the ball thing. We'll forget about that. All right. Um, next guy we'll put on the list, Rashad White. We ranked as our number two. Um, again, just dominated uh, touches over uh, Leonard Fournette. Um, he had the, excuse me, Leonard Fournette went out um, in uh, the third quarter again with that hip. But White or Rashad White was still the starter in that game. I had to take a double take at eight thirty a.m. Central Time watching that. It was that's not Leonard Fournette. You know, that's a different looking dude. It shocked me. So uh, he's looking. He's looking like he could be the starter there uh, going forward. At least take enough of that. That if, especially if that Leonard Fournette injury ever happens, Rashad White could really get a workhorse role there and actually be good. This is also handcuff season. We're getting to where the playoffs are starting pretty soon, and this is when like there should be no handcuffs on the waiver wire if you're playing smart. No, not a one. Especially especially in deep leagues, if you're playing in twelve or more, you have to have those off the waiver wire. Uh, our number three, then Deshaun Watson, he's an elevator for the team, but again, he's a top five quarterback every year he's played. He's got the rare, um, pass run combo that you really want in a quarterback. Uh, and so he's going to be big time there. He's got a couple of weapons. The offense is going to move the ball. Great line, great backs, great receivers, uh, going on from Deshaun Watson, the dude I might be most excited about, um, Kadarius Tony for the chiefs. Mm-hmm. He is just, he is different. They some they somehow let Tyreek Hill walk 
and they found the closest thing other than Jalen Waddle to Tyree Kill in Kadarius Tony. Just in the way that this dude moves, he doesn't need space to get space. Yeah, I, uh, I think I don't. I think he might be the best receiver on that team. I just think if they can start increasing his role, the, the even with you got to remember Juju was out for most of that game, so, and he didn't. He still didn't play as much as I would have liked to have seen. But I just hope they keep ramping up his reps because he is he's a, a playmaker for sure. And uh, if he ever gets on the field ninety percent of the time, look out. Yeah, a target rate, a big important stat for these waiver guys. Um, Kadarius Tony's target rate that game had been exceptional. I didn't write it down, but he only played 44% of snaps and was the wide receiver 12 and looked good playing. Yeah. Uh, next guy I mentioned, mentioned him a bit before, so I won't go long about it. Isaiah Pacheco again, could be taken over the chiefs backfield. You just want whoever might get a goal line touch or a lot of touches in a great offense. This is one of the few offenses you can rely on every week. You want the running back getting the most touches there. And, uh, lastly, uh, last guy I really want to highlight, mention, focus on, um, and then I'll kind of scrum through my waivers, make sure I don't miss anybody. Gus Edwards, they said he's coming back after their, are they going on a bye week? This next they just week had their up? bye. No, no, they just, they just on had their bye. Right now. Yes. Yeah. I knew, I, I remember the quote was at coming off the bye. Edwards should be back. Um, Edwards again, in a run heavy offense, he's going to be the lead back. Lord knows when Dobbins is coming back. If he's coming back, Gus, Gus bus, big Gus bus fan. He should be uh fired up. Could be a decent RB2, RB3 going forward. Um, uh, tight ends, Greg Dulcich, look for people to drop him going into a bye week. Trey McBride, like I mentioned, could be a good tight end desperation. Um, and go peep your um, waiver for the New York Jets defense. Uh, they just had their bye week. I saw on Yahoo they're owned in like 19%. That's an actual like top five NFL defense. Go check that out. Cool. All right. Thanks, Andrew. Appreciate that, man. All right, so we're going to move on to Steven's Week 10 takeaways, and then we'll wrap up with some listener questions. Steven, what kind of stuff do you got uh, for us this week? Uh, real quick, I don't know if you guys saw earlier today, Eno Benjamin cut by the yeah, Cardinals. How, that was wasn't that one of the weird? most head, very head-scratching. Um, it's also interesting because James Conner played on 96% of the team snaps uh, the day before Eno Benjamin was cut. I, that whole thing's weird to me because – I think Eno's a decent backup, so kind of confused by that. But wheels up for James Conner. Um, if you're getting 96 percent of the stat, the snaps, um, he's he could easily be an RB one moving forward if he's going to get that. He, he's still horribly efficient, only like 3.3 yards per carry, but uh, definitely things are looking up for him. You just mentioned Jonathan Taylor. He also had a he had a 94 percent snap share, so things are looking great for him. Um, Tony Pollard, Dalvin Cook, and Kenneth Walker all had at least a eighty-four percent snap share. So those running backs, uh, Dalvin Cook, I don't know if you saw that touchdown he had against the Bills. He looked like one of the fastest running backs in the league. Um, he he didn't test very fast, but man, he looked amazing on that run. So those running backs looking really good and really solid. Um, Saquon Barkley uh, had thirty-five rush attempts um, yesterday, which is an insane number. Um, also an insane number. On Thursday night, Deonta Foreman had 31 rushing attempts. So Foreman looking like a legitimate RB2 because uh, that was Chuba still played against Atlanta. So um, good things for Deonta Foreman. Aaron Jones, 24 rushing attempts. I think he's really pulling away from uh, A.J. Dillon. Dillon just looks terrible, and Jones uh, has looked amazing this year. So uh, he, he might be in the top eight running back conversation moving forward. Um, and then... Andrew, you mentioned Rashad White. He did have 22 attempts, um, but we'll see that 
temper some expectations with the whole passport and Lenny injury on that one. Um, <laughs> Amon Ross St. Brown and DeAndre Hopkins uh, had over a 40% target share yesterday, which isn't terribly surprising. But what is, is Christian Watson had a 42% target share. So like we just said, this guy is an insane athlete. And you're, if, if he's going to c- continue to get a 42%, which he won't, but a 42% target share from Aaron Rodgers, that's the kind of upside you you really want. So that's why we're saying get aggressive with him because that's that's pretty insane, especially for a rookie. Um, and uh, Cole Komet, 39% target share. Uh, he has been insane the last two weeks, if you guys have noticed. Um, pretty crazy, especially for a tight end to have that high of a target share. And then Rondell Moore, DJ Moore, Paris Campbell, and Michael Pittman all had 33% or higher target shares. Um, so those guys all look in like studs moving forward. Um, so DJ Moore didn't, it didn't look that good in the box score. And we just, you just mentioned the Baker Mayfield thing. So maybe exclude him from this list, but the other guys <laughs> moving forward could be looking really good. Um, there were five quarterbacks with at least 40 pass attempts yesterday. And only two of them had at least 300 passing yards. Dak, Trevor Lawrence and Russell Wilson all attempted more than 40 pass attempts and couldn't even hit 300 yards. So wow. I thought that was surprising. Uh, Justin Fields, we've talked about him a bunch. Uh, he's finished as the QB one in back-to-back weeks. Um, he's finished top three in three straight weeks. He's finished top five in four straight weeks, averaging 33 points per game over that span. And for five straight weeks, he's been a QB one. So he is the hottest quarterback in football right now. Pretty insane. Um, this one I thought was interesting. Patrick Mahomes is now tied with Josh Allen in total points on the season. They exact they have the exact same amount of points. 234.9 fantasy points. And uh, they're both obviously averaging 26.1s per game. And they've kind of, Patrick Mahomes is now in that Josh Allen tier. Allen was kind of on his own tier just destroying the fantasy league. But uh, he's actually only the QB6 over his last four games played. So Josh Allen's dropped off a bit and Mahomes has been on fire. Um, Let's see. Austin Eckler is the RB1. 24 points per game, not that surprising. Um, and then the RB2 through 7, it's all kind of flat. They're all kind of doing about the same thing, averaging between, like CMC is the RB2 averaging a little over 20 points per game, and then Joe Mixon averaging a little bit over 19 points per game. So it's really flat between 2 and 7. And then it drops off. The RB8, Alvin Kamara, is averaging about 3 points per game less than that. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, and then... A couple more here. Uh, Jamar Chase, uh, he hasn't played in three weeks, and he's still the wide receiver 11. <laughs> so wow, there's Holy still a chance moly. to buy low on him. Maybe try to get him because I found that surprising. Uh, Christian Kirk's the wide receiver 7. Um, he is, I don't know, league winner is necessarily the word for him, but definitely out kicking his coverage. Um, yep. And then Marcus Mariota, the QB 11, he just keeps coming in and out of the QB 1. <laughs> like he'll have a bad game, but then he'll have a good one kind of shows the QB outside of the elite guys. It's been kind of pretty bad. You know, once you get to like the QB six, it gets pretty bad quick. Um, And then Jawan Johnson, the Saints. uh, I don't know if you want to call him the number two tight end behind Taysom Hill. He's the tight end 11. So you can't call Taysom Hill a tight end. (laughs) Yeah. So that's weird. Well, Taysom Hill, this is the other stat. The Saints have two top 11 tight ends on their roster, which is crazy <laughs> because Taysom Hill's like the tight end seven. And then um, Cole Komet, despite scoring only 10 fantasy points in, uh, in the first four weeks combined and never having a double digit performance until last week is the tight end 12. 
So just wow. two really good performances the past two weeks has made him a top 12 tight end. Um, and then two more. Debo Samuel is the wide receiver 42 over his last four games played. So yikes. And then um, Leonard Fournette, you talked about him, but he's the RB 33 over his last four games. So those guys really trending in the wrong direction. He has less rushing yards than Josh Allen, I heard. I, I think I heard that too. <laughs> you know, there's probably a told you that. list that, that could have been like a lot of questions for, for that one, and we would have just kept hitting the uh, Leonard Fournette. Yeah. But, yeah. Approximately 23 people ahead of him. Oh, wow. wow. All right, that's it, Jess. I, was that good? Was that, that was pretty fast, right? Heck yeah, cruising through. You're killing it. So right. let's get to some listener questions here. These are always fun for me. Um, I love things like Finn underscore Morris underscore. How do I cure my <laughs> depression? After trading JT, <laughs> listen. Do you have JT on any of your teams, Me? Andrew? Yep. No, no. Yep. Andrew, and I tried oh, trading him okay. many times. <laughs> yeah. So, first of all, I feel I, I do feel bad because I did recommend to trade him, but listen, it was against the Raiders. Like the <laughs> the the thing that makes me nervous, I'm gonna be wrong on this, is that snap share. If that stays at 94, percent yikes. But it was the Raiders. They have some tougher games. They got Philly next week. Let's, let's I'm not ready to say JT's back to being an RB one yet. I need to see at least one or two more games because he's hater. It, that whole team's been pretty bad. Um, so I, the way I'd cure depression is just, just chill. It was sucked <laughs> this week, but he could go back to sucking moving forward. Join Colts nation. That's how you cure your depression. Oh, that, that's oh. an interesting theory. There you go. All right. Zach. <laughs> Zach Freed seven asks, what do I do about Ertz? I think Andrew, when you say the first move would be to get Trey McBride, possibly good, good prospect, take a chance on him because it's going to be harder to find somebody that could pop on the waiver wire, unless maybe Cole commits on your waiver wire. I, I think McBride's the quick and easy answer. Yeah. I'd say first step, don't start him. That would be a bad choice. And then uh, second, like I said, Greg Dulcich would be one I'd go look for. They're going into yeah. a bye week, the Broncos, see if someone gets rid of them. And then like, yeah, like you said, McBride. And then from there, just kind of shoot the moon. Well, well and, the Broncos, and Foster, the Broncos, I would say and Foster Moreau, just because, mm. uh, you know, if you're not, oh, yeah. very, if you're That's not a, a super one. savvy league, um, I know he was available in a couple of my leagues still. So, well, just to correct you, the Broncos already had their bye week, but so even better if you can get yes. Dulcich. If you can get Dulcich, even better because because uh, yeah he's looked good and he almost had a really big game I I, I didn't watch because I'm I'm done watching the Broncos for a little bit I watched <laughs> the Red Zone channel and they they don't show up on the Red Zone channel so I didn't get to see a lot of their their plays but uh, I do it's know they're never in the Red Zone Stephen I know yeah that's the that's the joke uh, <laughs> so I do know Dulcich almost had a really big game he he was on missing points so. All right. G. Gadels says, what's the value of Connor without Benjamin? Should be Skyler. Uh, RB, RB1, man. I Don't you think, Andrew? Don't you think he's an RB1? If we're going to get 96% snap share and they just booted you know, Benjamin, uh, I think he's an RB1, at least like a back end moving forward. It's, it's, it's tough because like you said, he just looks so bad. But like you said, if he's, he's at least a safe, safe, safe RB2 with that much volume. Yeah. Kind of a tough schedule going forward, though, but still safe RB2. I think he's a, t- high, a touchdown upside, but yeah, he, he's probably not a super high upside uh, player, but maybe a nice floor. Yeah. Evan Jefferson underscore asks, Christian Watson worth my first waiver pick? I think with everything we've said throughout this podcast, we've made a case for that. 
at this get point aggressive. in the season, yeah, to get aggressive and and go out and get a playmaker like that. A um, little bit of a funny story about that one. Little Devi watch thing here is is Stephen. Do you remember <laughs> way way back at one point we started talking about players and scouting and stuff, and we were in the FCS playoffs. This is how I know that we weren't even really near the um, draft yet. And and I was like. There's two players in the FCS you need to keep an eye on. Pierre Strong from South Dakota State, which I don't know if we've heard from him with the Patriots. Nope. <laughs> but then uh, no, Christian. We have not because he's he's dying on my uh, bench. I know that yeah, for a deep yeah. dynasty league. I'm but a then Christian, Christian Watson was the one. And uh, yeah, at that time they were in the FCS playoffs. And I was just like, this guy is unbelievable. He is a strider. I think he could really shoot up draft boards. At that time, he was nowhere near the first round as far as what people were nope. saying. But we uh, we were on him early, and so I I would love to see him producing moving forward, and and I well, do want was... him to catch the ball. That would be good, though. Yeah. Well, that Jesse, that was when we first started talking about doing the podcast, and we just kind of like we're like, all right, and let's let's see how this goes. So we were kind of practicing, and and you were talking him up, and then I remember somebody eventually mentioned him, and you were like all mad. You're like, see, see, I told you, I told you, like, <laughs> like, like, at least it was recorded, you know, because yeah, you were yeah. like, oh, you're all upset because you were on, you were, you were on him, like, I don't know, November or something. Yeah, like, it was, it was literally, year. yeah, the FCS playoffs yeah. start here in a couple of weeks, and and that's when yeah. I was just like, yeah, I think this guy could be an NFL player, and uh, so that was pretty funny. Nice. So, Shea underscore. Swigerd thirty four is Taylor back to top eight. I'm not ready to say top eight yet. Uh, again, it was the Raiders. Let's let's see what happens if he can do this against Philly next week. Um, if, I'm going to say I'm going to kind of put him like maybe a little bit ahead of uh, James Conner right now. So let's just say I'm going to say RB eleven <laughs> right now. I'm going to give him RB eleven until further notice. All right, Willie X Nilly asks Corderell Patterson or David Montgomery. Boy, you know David Montgomery kind of has that James Conner thing going on, like not a lot of uh, efficiency there. But mm-hmm. I don't know that Falcons backfield looked really frustrating. It was like three; it turned into like a three-headed monster. Um, I think I'll go David Montgomery because it, it, he's still getting the majority of the uh, snaps, whereas Cordero is not. So I'm just going to go with the opportunity and David Montgomery is getting more of it. I don't know, Andrew, where are you out with that? Yeah, it's, 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 it's really tough there. I'm a Patterson believer. He just is so good, but I like the safety, but I think more of David Montgomery. Yeah. I'll pick Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Underscore Z dot NYC. Do you have faith in Foreman being an RBT RB two rest of the season? I have some wide receivers I can trade. If not, I think I do. Maybe thirty one rushing attempts. I don't know if you guys saw that. And uh, like, I think I do have a little bit of faith in him. Although Baker Mayfield's coming back, he'll probably ruin everything for everybody. <laughs> uh, I would say like a back end RB two is more. I feel more comfortable saying that's what he'll be. Um, Chuba could have been eased back with that ankle injury this week, but I, I don't know. I like what I saw the other night, even though it was against a bad Falcons defense. Yeah, top 24 to... is not a super high bar to hit either. Yeah, true. What in the world should I do with Alvin Kamara, asks Paul Miller 3. You know, oh, I meant to look at this. Um, 
I had just brought this up the other day or, or a couple weeks ago that Kamara, like Andy Dalton was saving his season because he was getting um, so many targets. The the switch from Jameis Winston to Kamara, he was getting a ton of targets. And then I wanted to see his targets. I'm pretty sure have like died up. Uh, yeah. They went from getting, he went from getting like nine and 10 targets a game to four a game. He's actually had three receptions on four targets and back to back games. Um, but the last two weeks, he's had an 88 and 79% snap share. He's still on the field all the time. So I think these last two games have not been great, but I, I, I'd be a little bit patient with Kamara. I think he'll bounce back. And I real quick, I think he's a, he's a weird situation where not necessarily, like usually you want a tough matchup so they throw more. Kamara is just such a big part of that offense that if they are able to move the ball at all, Kamara is going to get his touches everywhere. Yeah. And another thing with these guys is like, you can't trade them when they're like this, you know, it's back to back weeks. That's when you hold, you know, I, the one guy I said to trade was Jonathan Taylor. Cause I really didn't believe in that offense moving this forward. One? And I still don't, <laughs> yeah, I still don't know <laughs> if I do. There are times when I'll trade low, but I don't think doing it right now with Kamara is a smart move. I agree. Well, uh, Steven, what about Thanksgiving is approaching. So isn't Kamara due for like 40 points? Oh, that's right. I forgot holiday tracker. We got to, yeah, mm-hmm. you, wait, there's either, either you, if you can sell them on the holiday coming up, like, Hey, have you heard of the Camara holiday, uh, boost, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know what you want to call it. You give it your own spin. Maybe you sell them on that, or you just hold on to them and wait for the big game. We track holidays and Taylor Swift albums. We do it right here. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, for that's sure. right. Um, St. Foo Paul. Uh, well, I think you're supposed to say that another way. Oh, yeah. yeah I'm going gonna, gonna, gonna to stick with that. How worried should you go? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the best handle ever. Yeah. <laughs> how, how, how worried should Debo owners be? I'm seven and three and want to trade him, but it feels like he has no value at the moment. He doesn't. <laughs> I mean, it's not looking good for Debo, but I'll just say what I said about Camara. Um, I think you just have to hold on to him. You're not going to get anything for him. There's no point in trying to trade him right now. Um, I don't think his his uh, volume was that terrible. I looked at this. Uh, he had six targets, four rushing attempts. So he had 10 touches. It's it's Listen, it's bad. He's not going to be what you drafted him to be. With with Christian McCaffrey joining the lineup, It's it's just bad for Debo, but... You're not going to get anything for him. I would just hold on to him. You never know. There could be some injuries. You know, hope, knock on wood, nothing happens to McCaffrey. But I think you just hold on and just kind of hope for the best. I'm not I'm not selling for peanuts at this point. And All right, St. Foo Paul, you're clearly a religious guy. Just be praying for more touches in the future. That's right. Yeah. St. Foo Paul. <laughs> I love it. We're, <laughs> we got to remember that one. All right. B, B Tiger 50. Last one here, Stephen. Devontae Adams or A.J. Brown the rest of the season? Oh, what's A.J. Brown doing tonight? Anybody? <laughs> I'll go look real quick. But, but yeah, you know, because before I answer, let's see. Well, you know, uh, he's going to have some up and downs, you know, maybe I wouldn't play him against the commanders this week. Let's see. Uh, this is really good pod right now. Uh, AJ Brown has 1.7 points. I'm going to go with uh, Devontae Adams. <laughs> <for> my answer. <laughs> uh, no, Devontae Adams is still, I, I, without even looking at that, I would have said Devontae Adams. It's close, but I, I like Adams rest of season a little bit more. It's a safety. 
All right. Well, that's it for tonight, fellas. Make sure if you are just joining us, you tune in tomorrow for the Devi. We put that out on Wednesdays, which is our NCAA football recap and update. And then on Thursdays, Stephen and I get on early in the morning and we do the flex is what we call it, which is our episode where we go through all of the matchups that he has on his fantasy guides website and, and talk about start sit, sit advice that we can give people out there. It's been really helpful to me. And uh, I'm sure it would be helpful to you as well. So make sure you tune in on Thursday for that. Uh, For Stephen, Andrew, and myself, thanks for joining us. If you've enjoyed this podcast, the best way to help us out is to refer a friend. You can also hit all the subscribe and the stars and the download and all of those things. Um, All of those things help us out. And if you go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app, you can sign up with the, the code guide dog. And that also kicks back to the pod. We'll catch you all next week. Peace. I really hope that uh, St. Fu Paul uh, listens to the pod. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so too, so that we can all, we can all laugh about that. Let's uh, actually, hold on. I just want to finish one more time. Here's Andrew one more time. Question, question for Andrew. Hey, Andrew, Jesse from fantasy guides here. I was just wondering what makes you think you would be a good fit on the fantasy guides team? Well, Jesse, here's the deal. I'm the best there is plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. And nobody can hang with my stuff. Uh, you know, I'm just a I'm just a big, hairy American winning machine. If you ain't first, you're last. You know what, Stephen? I the thing I don't I don't know how Casey makes his voice sound so much like the recording. Did you hear me go? Well, Jesse, <laughs> like try to yeah, yeah. I just slide that. No, in. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to have Casey teach you how to do that because he does. Yeah. I, I was like, man, he said that in that movie. <laughs> I know he's like he'll put in his own words. He's he's pretty yeah. good. We miss you, Casey. Nope.